You are listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 133 for the week of February 9th, 2014. Welcome back, everybody, to the award-winning podcast of Ice and Fire, here for yet uh, some more fun festivities with Clash of Kings and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff today. So why don't we get right into it? As always, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. So it's just the two of us here, except we once again have a guest with us today. Duncan, please introduce yourself. Say hello. Hey, uh, my name's Duncan, or uh, Velpris on the forums. Excellent. Welcome. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> now, where are, you t- where are you coming to us from? I'm coming to you from uh, a town called Ballarat in Victoria, Australia. You're in Australia right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very nice. What's the temperature down there? Well, it's like six in the morning, so it's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give me some Celsius thing that I don't understand anyway. But awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It's good to have you on board. What better way to record on Valentine's Day than with three dudes, right? Well, technically, it's the day after Valentine's Day, but yeah, I get your meaning. Oh, you guys, you're all over the place. Well, it's Valentine's Day for me and myself. I'm coming from. I'm coming to you from the future. Oh no! Yeah, through the tree net, you're sending us messages. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you already have the winds of winter in Australia. I heard. That is, yeah, we well, we did a podcast on it. That's right. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Oh, man. So, Duncan, we always have a couple questions whenever somebody joins us. Amin, you want to? Sure, yeah. How, how and when did you get into the Song of Ice and Fire? Um, well, I'm pretty new to the series and the fandom. Uh, I got in through the TV show. I watched the first season, and I loved it. Uh, I think it was episode two, the moment when the assassin comes in to kill Bran, and the direwolf like, bursts in from like literally out of nowhere and tears his throat out. And I was like <laughs> off the couch cheering, and I was kind of in- <laughs> into it from that moment onwards. And um, yeah, so when the season finished, I just had to know what happened next. So I, I borrowed all the books from the library and just like gorged on them over like two months. And I probably, in hindsight, I probably should have spaced it out a bit. I didn't realize at that time how long they took to come out. But yeah, after I'd finished, I just had to talk about them. So I just went searching for people online to talk to. Um, and I think this is brought, sort of brought up in the Flight of Sorrows book. But this isn't like a series you can um, just read and enjoy and put, put back on the shelf. You have to like find someone to discuss this with. So yeah, I went to a few sites and I yeah, you guys are my favorite. So I just stuck with you guys. Oh, favorite guest. <laughs> we're your valentine podcast that's right <laughs> so so you so you read them from the library so do you do you actually own the books now yeah yeah i own them now yeah and i've listened to the audiobooks as well okay you liked them so much you you had to purchase okay yeah fantastic so who's your favorite character oh um i don't know probably i don't know it sort of changes depending on which book i think for the first three books aria but she's kind of she's taken a back seat lately so um I don't know. I like Jon Snow, although he's a bit sort of stereotypical to the fantasy genre. Um, I like the Hound. Uh, I don't know. There's so many cool characters. Like it's hard to pick which one, but yeah, probably Arya and Jon. I'm just I'm okay. obsessed with the Starks. I'm like I'm like a Stark loyalist to the bitter end. Nice. Winter is coming. You're waving the banner. Yeah, the North remembers. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. So, how did you get involved in the Vassals of Kingsgrave, and what kind of stuff have you done over there? I came pretty late to the game. Um, so the original sort of uh, curators were Bina 007, Dagos Rivers, and uh, 42. And um, I sort of came, I was sort of listening to it during the 
sort of when the forums were down, they were still putting out the VOK episodes. And I was listening to the Feast Dance with like great enjoyment. And they kept putting out this call for someone to discuss the Jon Snow chapters. And no one was putting up their hand because nobody loves him. Um, so on the fourth one, I put up my hand and said, yeah, I'll discuss him. Um, so I came on to the fourth one. And yeah, I loved it. And I just, I was hooked at that point. So I just kept coming back for more podcasts. So I think it's sort of half, half. I've done half of related to A Song of Ice and Fire. And the other half are like uh, movie reviews and uh, we did uh, TV reviews like Breaking Bad and The Wire and uh, a few other things. Um, we, I think there was one on feminism in geek culture. Um, we did a creative writing workshop the other week. So, yeah, very eclectic podcast. It's cool. Very nice. Has Amin brought you on into any bastards yet? Uh, no, not yet. Although I don't know what I would talk about. I'm not like a big anime fan, although I am obsessed with Death Note at the moment, so maybe I'll do it. Is that what Masters of King's Grave has turned into? An anime show? It's basically an anime podcast well, now, yeah. yeah. no. I've got a few that I haven't listened to. I want to listen to the um, Battlestar Galactica, but I have to finish it first, and then I can listen to it. And the, uh, yeah. what's the other one? that uh, the Joss Whedon Cowboy Space Show. Um, oh, Firefly. Firefly, yeah. I've got to finish that before I can listen to that episode as well. <laughs> Wait, that's the one where we had all the ho- where we had the regular hosts, right? Yeah, all four of us were on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been invited to join a uh, vassals, which would turn into a bastards. I'm not quite sure about Sherlock. I think coming up. Well, because basically, it, you could run it as a bastards if you wanted to, but probably would be a VOK. It's sort of, I, I guess it depends on who's hosting. So if a, yes. if a vassal is hosting, then it's a vassals program. Yeah, I won't be hosting. I'll just be the drunk guy in the back of the room. <laughs> That's always funner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, the one of the main reasons VOK came about is VOK is when one of us does it and we just don't have the time to do it that often, right? But VOK is anyone, so that's why they can get them out all the time. Nice. Mm. So, speaking of Valentine's Day, gentlemen, uh, we asked mm. for any appropriately thematic questions um, <laughs> on our Facebook and Twitter pages, and we got a slew of, of uh, questions, so uh, why don't we go through and let's, yeah. let's figure these out, guys. Um, Good look here. Uh, okay. I'm going to butcher everyone's name. <laughs> I apologize, but, um, oh my God. Why does his name have to be so hard? A- Abudun? Ab- Abio Dunn asks, what is the ideal Westeros Valentine's Day? Is it beyond the wall, Essos? What sort of gifts would each region give? Hmm. Well, in Dorne, I mean, blood oranges. That's that's the gift you give, right? That's <laughs> the gift all the Definitely. girls give to the guys, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> um, I would hope it'd be part of your regular diet, though. <laughs> I don't know. What's Valentine's Day like in Westeros? What's going on? Do you think they would celebrate it? What's up? What's up with that? I think at, at the wall, they would just go to Molestown as usual, probably. But they bring some flowers to the moles? Yeah. The moles girls? <laughs> Winter Rose? Winter Rose. I don't know. I don't know. Where, where would be the kind of place that would celebrate it? Like, what would be the reach, probably? Would be the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the absolutely. Reach. The reach yeah. would just have flowers everywhere. Yeah. Um, stupid flowers. So I sent a fl- I sent flowers to a girl today. I've told Amin this already, but Duncan. So I fl- I sent flowers to a girl today. All right, to her at work. I was gonna surprise her. Oh yeah, it's all great and everything. She just texts me. She's like, "Did you send me flowers?" I'm like, "Maybe I did. Why do you ask?" And she goes, "Oh well, there's no note attached to these flowers." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait a minute. I put a note on the flowers I sent her. Uh, I was like, are they pink roses?" And she goes, "No, they're red." Oh no. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you're flower blocked. <laughs> Send a raven next time. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, 
stupid flowers. If, if, I've, if I lived in the Reach, this wouldn't be a problem. Speaking of ravens, I mean, uh, Jeff asks, what percentage of secret admirer ravens never make it to their destination? Hmm. Well, Theon's never did. Right. <laughs> to Caitlin, but uh, hmm. Let's say right, one go. in four don't make it. One in four? Yeah. I got okay. to imagine it depends on the war situation of the time, because if it's war, ravens are just being shot down left, right, and center, because everyone thinks Yeah, it's... but if you send out the pink ravens, they let them go through, because it's like love trumps oh, war. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. But wouldn't, you, pink, wouldn't that be the, the perfect way to send a spy message by using a pink raven? Well, didn't they do that, actually? Like, they did letters between uh, Walda and Roos. That's, that's right, actually, yeah. They basically did that. They were having, like, letters between them, but there was actually, like, planning within it. Hmm. Yeah, talking about a, his god's goddaughter's birthday or something, but it's actually secret code. Hmm. There you go. So, so Rock it. asks, who is Westeros' most eligible bachelor? Hmm. Hmm. Well, it was Oberyn Martell, technically. But, uh, I mean, he was available. Was he available? Legally. He had a paramour, but he could have okay. been married off. But he's gone. So. Yeah, now he's Westeros' most dead bachelor. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I, was gonna, I was thinking Garth. You know, the guy from The Reach, he seems like really, I think he's described as really handsome, and he, but he's also like a really nice guy as well. And I, I've Ooh. got to assume he's really rich. You know, Garth the Gallant, uh, one of the Tyrells? Uh, Garth the Gallant. You know, there's oh, three like, Tyrell sons. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, there's Garland, which is like the brother. or Oh, you mean the oh, elder brother? Or oh, the Garland. Oh, sorry, Garland is his name. I thought it was Garth. Sorry, yeah. Garland. Yeah. I, think, I, I think he's married, though. I think, he, I think his wife is with him. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But, you, but, but, but his brother seemed pretty good. Like his, he's available, right? Willis, Willis. In terms of like not being a jerk. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he seems all right. I'm, I'm trying to think. Am I taking like a Westerosi attitude towards this or like a modern day attitude? Like most eligible bachelor in Westeros would be like the prince, the prince of some strong house, hmm. regardless of his attitude or his looks or anything. But if we're taking like modern day, it's like who's the most attractive single man, you know, kind of thing. Um which 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 attitude are we going towards here? Because <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with a whole list of powerful princes that need need a bride. But if uh, it's oh, like we could one we could do one of either basically. Like, yeah. What would be the top of, of the first one in terms of like power? It'd probably be like I guess if if Aegon wins, Aegon is there or uh, Bran. Yeah. <laughs> Slash or or Rickon, depending. Like I mean, Bran is one who's inherent, but Bran might not get out of there. <laughs> yeah, but still, he's an eligible bachelor. And, yeah, and, with him, and with him comes the whole north. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Brand's coming back though, so it might be Rickon that's <laughs> Lord he's of Ineligible because he's in the north, but and yeah, he's see. becoming a tree, so he's sort of stuck where he is. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's putting down roots in the north. Yeah, he's, he's got a oh, seed. brilliant. Um, who else? Uh, Hodor? Nah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. It depends on if you're a size queen or not, I guess. Um, I mean, both Jamie and Tyrion have, uh, if we're talking about the power. Well, Jamie's not eligible because he's uh, in the yeah, King's Guard. If they get him out of there. And Tyrion's married, so neither of them. That's true. Tyrion is married, but that's not going to stay forever. That's got a one way or the other. But, day. but it is currently, so he's it off is, the list. But he can be annulled. So. He's off the list, I mean. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. Who's the most handsome? Who's the handsome eligible bachelor? Mm. Like, if they were to make the Bachelor TV show, who would TV they show. pick? Hmm. Well, I was thinking Loras, but well, he's on the he's on the Kingsguard. He can't do it. Yeah, I would have said Jamie, but he's on the Kingsguard as well. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Probably, probably Carl, Carl the maid. Carl the maid. There you go. <laughs> the maid. <laughs> 
Wow, we're doing bad on this question, guys. We don't. We are. <laughs> well, not. Why don't we go with the Bachelorettes? Let's Only eligible bachelors are dead. <laughs> we need our sexiest man alive issue of Westeros uh, People magazine here. Shit. Mm-hmm. But what about the guy who was uh, the bastard who became a pirate? Didn't Cersei like him? Arrain Waters. Arrain Waters. Oh. He's got a lot of ships right now. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Mm. He's described as handsome. Yeah. He's good for shipping, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Amin, here's one of your questions. Anton asks, if you had to choose between Selyse Baratheon or Lisa Aaron, who would you marry? Hmm. Uh, Lysa when she was younger, maybe? <laughs> no, present day. And not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with with Lysa Aaron just because I'm a boob guy, and you know she obviously doesn't have a problem. Well, if it's going by the if it's going by the show, I would choose uh, Celise because I thought she looked pretty okay on the show. Yeah, yeah, but she was a bit of a fanatic and also kept babies in jars. Well, yeah, she's crazy. She keeps babies in jars, but yeah, not not too bad on the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, Lysa had the claim over the whole Eerie. So, like, I mean, it, it kind of indirectly, you get quite a power base, whereas Selyse has got nothing now. Yeah. So, All right. If you could pick any two characters to find true love in the series, who would you pick and why? Kyle Hare would pick uh, Sam, just because he's such a kind yeah. heart and deserves happiness. Sure. That seems like, like a fair pick. And then he put heart Kyle at the end of his thing, and I thought <laughs> he was giving me a valentine. But then I figured, realized his name was Kyle as well. So... Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say so who I'd probably say love. Sam as well. Yeah, or um, yeah, probably Sam or Brienne. Yeah, I was thinking Brienne as well. Like, I mean, and, and not necessarily with Jamie. I mean, Hal Hunt is getting his name in there. <laughs> I want Penny to find true love, and I want um, uh, Lolly. Tommen, Tommen, oh, um, yeah, Bronn's wife. She hmm. needs a little bit of love. Well, she's got Bronn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't care. <laughs> I just uh, I want I want Bron to be I, I like the idea of him being like a loving husband, just like taking care of her and stuff. He just wants a child. That's true. <laughs> That's yeah. <about> <laughs> oh, I don't even man. know if Bron really cares about. Uh, I mean, he cares about power and stuff. I don't know if he cares about passing it on. That, that's a quite. We don't know if he really cares about establishing a dynasty or he just wants to enjoy his own life. I feel like he wants. It seems like he wants his his name to go on and he wants his child to, um, to succeed. Mm-hmm. It, it it might not be the worst of marriages. Like it's it's all on Bronn and what he does. But he might. But we don't know like what he might do. Right? We don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not cruel for cruel's sake. He doesn't seem to have. Like, he's not like a Ramsey or a, a Gregor or something like that. Mm. So. Mm. Okay. Perry asks, Will John eventually sleep with Melisandre? Hmm. If he, assuming he hasn't already done so, so do you think he has? <laughs> it's possible, but I, I, now I'm thinking like, there's a theory that that he did, but I think maybe it's just foreshadowing that he will kind of stuff. So I think it, yeah, I think it's possible that he might. Okay, for the Don't cause, think- you know, he just he, just because he has to to save Westeros, not that he's going to enjoy. It's for Westeros. Um, <laughs> I must that's what he's telling it. himself. I must do this. It's my duty. I must. That's what da- like like when Danny shows up too. Well, that's what what um what's the guy has been doing. Uh, what's what's the guy he's been doing? <laughs> I mean, the, what's the guy that's uh, Benjen? Benjen's been doing it too, right? So it's like if you're part of the watch, you got to do it for the watch. Wait, when, Benjen's been sleeping with Melisandre? Oh uh, no, with Danny apparently. Like the, what? The whole so Benjen's been sleeping with Danny? <laughs> yeah, Benjen is Dario theory. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pure crackpot, but it's funny. what? 
guy. The, the idea is Benjen went over to sleep with Danny to like bring her over to help. Benjen is Daria. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That makes. <laughs> it's probably the most implausible theory I've ever heard, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> It, it is, but I just love the fact that he's doing it just for Westeros. It's like, I must do it for Westeros. It's part of my duty. And he looks in the mirror every time he bangs her, and he's like, for the North. <laughs> it just be, takes some, like, if he ever like got caught by the wall, it takes some creative logic there. He'd be like, no, this is all part of my plan to, to help like against the others. Oh, yeah, because he, he needs the dragons to defeat the others. Oh, yeah. he, he is Dario, isn't he? Oh my god, is this a theory that popped up on our forums or Westeros? <laughs> I think it was on Reddit or something like that. It'd be that kind of, that kind oh, of place. Oh, those are that Reddit clan. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Reddit. Can I tell you, I submitted my first picture that didn't get immediately ejected from Reddit last night. Hmm. And it's actually doing well. Yeah. What is it? It's some doll I saw on a truck driving down the street. Crazy. It's weird. <laughs> I'll have to post it on the forum. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. it's like that. It's like the child on his first day of class. You're like, go, oh, but you're nervous. You're like, oh, I hope they like him. I hope he doesn't get picked on by all the bullies. Probably got picked on, like depending on. What's he's doing all right. Okay, do you guys remember Westeros pickup lines? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we did the Westeros? Oh yeah, we have, we have a huge. Yeah, we we asked for a reprise of the Westeros pickup lines. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do that. We'll have to come up with some more. Um, okay, uh, Jennifer asks. Do you guys think that King Robert would have still been a drunken lech if he had actually married Lyanna Stark? Mm, probably. I put the wrong emphasis on that question. Lyanna Stark. <laughs> I yeah. Think, yeah, to a certain extent. It probably wouldn't have been as bad because he, he obviously cared about it. But, I mean, she even says, you know, love is sweet, but it can't change a man's nature. Like, he was always going to be like this, even if he thought he loved her. It's more he just loved the idea of her. He probably would have gotten tired of her in a couple of weeks. Hmm. A couple of weeks. Oh, once wow. she had a couple of his kids and that sort of thing, he would have just like looked somewhere else. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of have to agree with you. Kind of have to agree. But I mean, the thing is, Lyanna might have uh, hopefully taken a hand in ruling, maybe, like, mm. and maybe, maybe done better. Well, we don't know, but. Well, he would have been better, I think, and he would have. I, I guess there, been we, there would have been more Northman involvement in the South if Lyanna's there. They probably would have had maybe like. Mm. Ned as hand even earlier, or I mean, John was there, but it was like some sort of like there'd be more connection than what happened with well, Ned basically withdrawing. But he wouldn't be king; he would be Lord of Storm's End. Oh, yeah. that's true. Uh, 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 I guess you're saying okay. This is this is the scenario where there's no revolt, there's nothing. Like she, she never ran away at all. Yeah. Rather than being recovered. Hmm. hmm. Well, they still have closer connections anyway. So Storm's End would benefit. Probably. <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know anything about Lan. I mean, if if she's it was her idea to run away without telling anybody, that's not the smartest. No. Thing, so. Yeah, I hope we find more about that. So right. I'm not sure I understand this tweet because I'm not up on my music. But at Emery Saki asks, "Crown the Beyonce and Jay Z of Westeros. Which two characters, currently living or dead, would make the best power couple?" The power couple part I understand. Okay, so. I guess Beyonce and Jay Z are like the king and queen of music. Mm. I guess so. Um, so which bards are still alive? No. <laughs> um, the power couple. Well, yeah, I guess you got to throw Dany in that because she's she's got the physical power with the dragons, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know how awesome his dar is, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> and then who's the who's the most powerful guy? Um, John, maybe. In the north. Is, is it Tommen? <laughs> <laughs> 
John's um, got the power of prophecy on his side. Well, John doesn't have any power right now because he's maybe dead. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he comes back stronger. Yeah, but we don't know. I mean, you're always, it means all hypothetical today. Oh, it's pretty much guaranteed. Like, it's pretty Every, much guaranteed. Yeah, it's everyone just come back takes it as granted that he's form. coming back. But yeah. even if he comes back, he's going to be kicked out. He's not going to be He's not gonna be leading the Night's Watch anymore. Um, well, there's, there's theories that they want to put him as uh, Lord of Winterfell and King of the North. Okay. All right. But based on what we know so far, gentlemen, <laughs> who is well, the Jay-Z of Westeros? Salador San. No. Um, who would it be? Who? I mean, it's also like if you're putting them together, right? Like who, if they have to be put together. I, I well, thought yes, o- they, Oberyn... They bring in the power and then they yeah. just make it, you know, even Ober- Oberyn and Cersei would have been an interesting match, actually, if they actually went through. But Oberyn doesn't... Co- I mean, Doran commands a lot. True. I'm just saying it would be an interesting match. Yeah. The, uh, the Tyrell. Tyrells. Um, oh, maybe the the Queen of Thorns and uh, Tywin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when they, when Sorry, they were younger. Yeah, because yeah, well. Tywin's always like, "Oh, you got to marry for your for your family." It's like, "Well, Tywin, why don't you marry the Queen of Thorns?" Yeah. When they were in their like thirties or whatever, <laughs> not now. <laughs> well, what about oh, Tywin yeah, and Daenerys? Hmm. I think that that's that's power right there. So, sorry, Tywin. You said Tywin and Daenerys. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I, that would probably be my couple right there. Yeah. I don't know. What, I think one of them would be dead by the end of the night, probably. You think so? I don't think they... I mean, Tywin... Da- Daenerys can never forgive Tywin for like what he did, right? Like, well, yeah. I guess that's true. Because uh-huh. that, that, that also blocks the Tywin-Aryan combination. So Okay. Because we know Tywin would be into that, probably. Interesting. So, at J Money Rich, or Money Itch, asks, What type of candy would you give George R. R. Martin? Hmm. hmm. A tub full of baseballs. Oh wait, no, no, no. <laughs> this is pizza, chocolate, or something. I don't know. <laughs> Good one, I mean. Taco pizza. Good one. <laughs> I don't know. Do we know what kind of candy he likes? I have no idea. You know what? I, I'd um, I'd get uh, the girls over in at the crossroads. Do you guys hear my buzzer keep going off? Yeah. My, sorry, yeah. my laundry's done apparently. Um, so. The girls over at uh, in at the crossroads to do one of those like jellied skull things, mm, but yeah. like a nice decomposed corpse. Yeah. Are they going to do like a Manwitty skull at some point, right? They're going to do like, yeah. a Manwitty sugar skull first. Yeah, the sugar yeah, skull with the crown. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Something like that. We can send them a Manwitty skull. We didn't put the Manwitties on eligible bachelors. I'm sure a few of them are available. <laughs> so that's about all the Valentine's Day yeah. questions we got. We did have see, one yeah. listener who really wants your opinion to mean on a lot of yeah. um, uh, 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 the Queen. Uh, oh my God, the Princess and the Queen. Excuse me. Let me let me redo that, please. Um, we do have one listener who wants all of your responses on a bunch of. Oh my God, why am I so terrible at this? <laughs> <laughs> They're Yo, pretty, they, they were I mean, pretty long questions. He wants, them, he but, wants yeah. to talk to you about the princess and the queen. There, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of princess and the queen questions for you, I mean, on Twitter as well. Hmm. Let's uh, take a moment. Let's talk about okay. that. Why not? Let's do it. Let's, see what Let's do these ra- rapid fire, I mean. Okay. Get these. Okay. Um, first, yeah, this is at Aqua Venitas. Uh, says, uh, now that you've read and deciphered the latest novella, do you have any new theories or conspiracies on what could happen later? All right, here we go. Number one, are all dragon riders in Westeros descended from the Targaryens or the Valerians? Uh, what do you mean, like all the ones that ha- have happened so far? Uh, just, I think all. Can can you only be a dragon rider if you're descended? 
do you have to be descended from a Targaryen or Valerian to be a dragon rider? I think I think we were saying it wrong, by the way. It wouldn't be Targ if, if it was required. It would just be Valyrian blood, which would be any Valyrian family. If there was other ones around, if it okay. was required, but I don't think so. I think it, you don't have to be. Okay, there you go. It wasn't one of them, didn't they? Not even know. It wasn't the the common girl? Yeah, the nettles. We don't even know. If yeah, she don't was even or not. know. And Duncan, feel free to chime in on these yeah. too, sir. Um, I don't know. I guess if the Starks are the only ones who can control direwolves, maybe it seems like each family has like an animal they're sort of associated with by magic. So if the Starks are the mm. wolves, then maybe only the Valerians are the ones that can control dragons. Nettles is kind of the one that is kind of the um, spanner in the works with that one. I mean, I guess she could technically be a Targaryen from like way back, but yeah. Okay. Number two. Now we have a better idea of where some of the dragon eggs come from? Question mark. Yes. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Number three. Yep. At the end of A Feast for Crows, we learned about the Citadel. Was the preacher from the novella from the Citadel? Uh, what novella? The Shepherd. Or... The Princess and the Queen, I believe. Oh, you mean that? Hmm. The guy who was leading the sheep. You mean? Oh, I think. Uh, wasn't he? Um, my idea was he was like one of the guys in Dragonstone who had his sheep eaten by a sheep stealer. That's why he hated dragons. Is that the right guy we're talking about? <laughs> Getting revenge for his sheep. <laughs> I do not know. I do not remember the preacher. Uh, I've only read it once. I gotta reread. <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> Number four. Was Daenerys really cursed by Mary Mazdor, or are deformed and/or stillborn children normal for Targaryen women? Seems like it's it is possible that kind of thing happens, but and and, and Rainer like blames it on on the stress herself, or blames it on what happened there. Mm. Blame it on the uh, uh, yeah. uh, alcohol. But is it, uh, the question is: So, is, what, did, did the magic sacrifice the baby or not? Is the question, or was it already like that? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Was the nearest really cursed, or is that just a common thing? What do you think, Duncan? Yeah. Well, the fact that Rhaenyra does it as well seems like it's a common thing to Targaryen, and maybe even another Targaryen, uh, Ares' yeah. son, bastard son, mm. Tyrion. Does that have to do with all the inbreeding and stuff. Every now and then, you just get. Something crazy. Yeah, but maybe yeah. it seems it seems like with the visions she got and that, that sort of thing that that her son had a future and it was taken away. So it seems like what well, she said a horse seems like a little not much of a price for bringing back Jogo. It seems like the baby would be more equal. Mm. So. Mm. And number five, Harrenhal is still cursed. Uh, sure, I think so. Yeah, it's always been one of since and and, and, and and not even if it's like really cursed, but just like George makes people die who go there. Like I think it's like, I think it's haunted because so many people have died there. I mean, Jamie makes the point that Harrenhal has seen more horror in three hundred years than Castle Rock has mm. in three thousand. So it's it's not that it's like one individual curse. It's just that there's so the much death point. there. Yeah. There's so many ghosts yeah. there. Yeah. If you were the people that like see dragons as being like the source of magic. Like you know, be causing magic. Then, then mm. you have to say that dragons can cause all kinds of. Like, you don't have to, but you're more aligned to being like, well, the dragons burn lots of stuff there. They had a consequence. The dragons' fire was used to make the Iron Throne. It has a consequence. Like, I could see that all being linked together. Mm. And uh, the what was Vega? I think he he filled the the lake with boiling blood. Yeah. Ooh, it's a lot of blood. And they got to drink that water now. So. <laughs> so there you go. There are your there princess you and the queen questions. I think there were, one, there were one or two other Twitter ones I wanted to, to, to do for that. Were oh, for the absolutely. If there are ones you want to take a look out, here certainly. quickly. Oh, it looks like we, or maybe it was from Facebook that I got them. They were talking about Danny eating a horse heart. They thought that was appropriate. Oh, yes. I skipped a few. There were a lot of questions that pretty much asked us who we want to ship. Mm. Um, but uh, yes, what's, what's a Valentine's Day tradition in A Song of Ice and Fire? Eating a horse heart? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. 
That's, yeah, you're right. It's pretty, that's pretty much it. The, the, the only thing we didn't cover was what an ideal date would be in Westeros. You can do it in any region you want, but we, what, what would be an ideal Valentine's date in Westeros? Do we, well, well, you're going back to the first question. Okay. S- Sansa and uh, Joffrey almost have one, but then Joffrey tries to kill a butcher's boy and gets killed by, attacked by a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's Joffrey's uh, thing? He goes around and he talks about all the dead dead kings and how they died yeah well they have like a little picnic and he tries to give sansa mm. booze <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i don't know i i watched a um uh there's the blu-rays coming out for season three of game of thrones or they're already out but on the extra features there's like a two-minute segment of george talking about weddings mm. and how uh there was uh marrying having your daughter marry for love back in those days was the worst thing ever. You did not want that. <laughs> you wanted your, your daughters were hot commodities. You were to sell them off to, to broker alliances and everything. They were political pawns and that uh, the, the whole idea of uh, having your daughter go out on dates and stuff like that, it's just seems like something dads wouldn't wouldn't yeah. want their daughters doing back then. I think you no. Know, I think it would be after they'd chosen the husband, then they'd go on dates to at least get to know them. Yeah, yeah. probably be the, that would be the order. Yeah, the <laughs> courtship kind of thing. Or, or I mean, I guess Ned, Ned and uh, uh, Caitlin seemed to be pretty liberal about it. But like, I mean, it seemed like the best choice they had was maybe get it down to like a list of five and let the daughter choose or something like that. Yeah, I guess a lot. Alia Martell kind of does that. She travels to a couple of castles trying to seek out bachelors. It seems like every time they have a date on Game of Thrones, it's just two people walking down a nice flowery path. Yeah. And they exchange pleasantries, and then they go their separate ways. It was a lovely date. <laughs> yeah, they're being watched by like all the different spies. <laughs> yeah, well, what's a date in Westeros without a few voyeurs, right? Mm. All right. All right. It sounds like, just, just, just say like a pleasure barge down like Dorne or the Reach going down the river. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes. Fantastic trip. Excellent. Um, all right. So those right. are our Valentine's Day questions. Thanks oh, for Oh, actually, asking. I had one, I had one that, oh, that is shit. probably important. Would you date someone that hated A Song of Ice and Fire? That, like, loathed it. Oh. Who actively hated it or just didn't care? No, actively hated it. Because didn't, didn't care is fine. Because uh, I, I basically have reached the point that I don't know if I can anymore. Wait, you were dating a girl who hated A Song of Ice and Fire? Yeah. Oh, do tell. Well, she would, you would bring it up and she would insult you? Yeah, and then I learned not to bring it up, but then it was like, got to the point, she's like, I don't even like you watching this show, it's too, like, ugh. Yeah, so. Was it, like, too violent Whoa. or too much sex? or? If, if somebody's not interested in what you do, that's one thing, but if somebody loathes what, what's what a big part of your life, yeah, it causes conflict. So I was just interested to see what you guys... See, my dryer said the correct thing. Ejected. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I can't even imagine. Well, based on my response to that, to your story, I mean, I would have to say no, I couldn't do that. If you if you love something like A Song of Ice and Fire, Fire is a big part of my life. Like this podcast, um, all, all the people I've met, uh, the, the, the connections I've made. Like it's a significant portion of my life. It sounds really weird to say that, but it is. And uh, I think if, I, if somebody came into my life and they were like, I hate that. I don't want you being involved in that. They're gone. I can't. I can't deal with that. No. Yeah, it, it's one thing to be indifferent, but like if they were actively like you know 
loathing it and getting in your face about it. I don't know if I'd um because it's I mean it's 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 not huge. It's not like everything in your life, but it's part of your interests and your hobbies and stuff. So if if you were so opposed on that issue, it might be hard to yeah stay with a girl for that long. They hated it. Yeah. <laughs> It's well, funny. let us know, I, listeners. I would like to, to hear opinions on it. I think yeah, absolutely. Question. Have any of you guys... Okay, this is for the listeners here. Have any of you guys dated anyone who has hated A Song of Ice and Fire? And uh, tell us the story. How did that go? What happened? Let us know. Um, it's funny. I read this author. Um, I have a few bo- books from one particular author, and uh, I've mentioned it to Mimi before. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Mimi, like, hates the guy. And so we've had our back and forth, and I'm like, why do you hate this author? She's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, god damn it, Mimi, I don't want to talk to you right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's like attacking a soul. Like, oh, but I like what he has to say. Why why are you tearing out everything I love? Uh, and and it's, I mean, there's a huge difference between indifference or like disliking the story but just not caring to actually like loathing, right? Mm -hmm. There's a spectrum. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the girl I send flowers to, she's she. I don't even think she knows what Game of Thrones is, but she doesn't. When I talk about it or anything, she isn't like, "Ugh, please don't talk about it around me." She's just kind of like, "Oh, it's nice that you like that." I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a big. It is a big difference. So mm. there you go. Cool. Um, nice. So uh, yeah, that's all our Valentine's Day stuff and Princess and the Queen stuff. And so uh, now I think we're gonna transition over to uh, a that 14 minute um, video that HBO just released about mm. season four of A Game of Thrones. Uh, spoiler free, 14 minutes of cast interviews and clips from the upcoming season and sort of behind the scenes stuff and whatnot. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. So I hope you guys have seen it. If not, make sure you go check it out, watch it, and then come back and listen to us chat about it. So what do you think of me? And what uh, you saw it? What's going on? Anyone out of the three of us not like super excited for the next season? Because I think this could be the best season. Yeah, Def, yeah, I'm so pumped. Like, there's going to be so there's so much cool things in the back half of Storm of Swords. It's just going to be climax after climax. It's it's awesome. There's so many, like Danny and John at the wall like and Stannis. That's <laughs> oh, perfect for Valentine's. I knew what I was yeah. saying when it came out of my mouth. But yeah. <laughs> Um, and Tywin and uh, Tyrion. I mean, it, it kind of does spoil a few things in terms of. Yeah, it does actually. If you were a pure yeah. TV viewer, they, they yeah. kind of mention stuff, but it was not. You think so? That like bad. what? What does it spoil? The fact that Tyrion is in chains and he's been locked up and yeah. stuff. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And uh, um, the fact that uh, Danny has lost control of her dragons and things. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. interesting how they're moving stuff up from book five. I'm not sure what what they're going to have left for Danny to do after this season. Yeah, I think this season being great and it's going to be great, things could start to go downhill later, but we don't have to worry about that. Just enjoy the season now. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. When uh, the Dragon Shadow comes over, I kept thinking every time I saw that that was King's Landing. I think mm-hmm. it is, yeah. So what? what is that a dream sequence? I think it might mm. be either a vision of Bran or it's um, it's basically just a shot from the show and they've just superimposed the shadow. Okay. For just promotional material. It just creeped me out because that was in the first trailer that came out as well. And I'm just like, what? Mm, it is it's a bit totally, misleading. It's totally giving viewers the wrong idea. Yeah. Um, Unless they just go way off script and Dan, Danny arrives <laughs> at the end of the season, which would be kind of awesome. 
Can you imagine? I, I just, I mean, I, we've said this before, but I just kind of hope the show goes, you know what? George is going to finish the books in time. We're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. Let's do this. I kind of want that to happen. I kind of wanted that as well, because I, all I wanted initially was to get to this point, to the end of Storm of Swords. The rest of it is just bonus yeah. stuff for me. Yeah. I'm happy, but I guess I'm so what you were saying, Duncan, is is you're, so you're worried about like the, uh, the second, because everyone thinks there's going to be seven or eight seasons, probably eight. So what are they going to do for the... Are there four seasons? I think they're just going to cut out a lot of stuff from Feast Dance and um, condense mm. it. And I mean, from this point on, they're basically going to do things their own way. I mean, it's going to hit the same beats, I imagine, but it's going to, you know, they're changing things up in pretty radical ways. And um, I'm wondering if, I think they've cut, I'm, th- I'm pretty sure they're going to cut out the King's Moon and uh, Ash is just going to go straight to the Dreadfort. And um, so it looks like they're condensing a lot of stuff. And I'm wondering if they might even condense it, like cut out Aegon Targaryen, because that might just be hard to insert in at, at a later season. So they might just have um, Targaryen, uh, Danny being the Aegon surrogate and basically landing at Storm's End in like a couple of seasons. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I mean, we, we have yet to figure out how significant Aegon is going to be <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But... um. Yeah, who knows? No. It seems like he will ultimately be defeated by Danny. Uh, or, yeah, I think exposed. Uh, it feels like he's the precursor to the Targaryen landing, so he'll be there to sort of roll out the welcome mat for Danny. Although some people have speculated there might actually be a sort of another second dance of dragons if Aegon gets too popular and starts to think maybe he should be king. Hmm. Because Aegon has the rightful claim. Oh well, no, I think Danny's really, yeah. before. Oh, I guess because she's a girl. Yeah, it's hard to tell. No, I mean he, he's the Rhaeg- son of. Uh, if he's actually Aegon, then he's the son exactly. of Rhaegar. No, it but doesn't even matter. Even the daughter of Rhaegar would be over D- Danny. But then Danny yeah. was the, son of the actual king when he was still alive, so she would. But see Rhaegar was first. Like he was, he it would go through him, right? Yes, because the child of the eldest still oh. has precedence over the younger siblings okay. of the prince. Sure. Yeah. But she has dragons, so it's like a mood issue. Yeah. Dragons are a huge part of the claim. Right? <laughs> yeah. Objection. I've said it before. Like you said, she's gonna he's, he's just rolling out the welcome at. He's expediting the whole thing. He's gonna have everything ready so Danny can land and her army is already formed. Um yeah. so otherwise you'd have to add a whole nother book. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh what else happens in this video? I thought what we saw of Oberyn was pretty good. Like I'm looking forward to, to seeing more of Oberyn. Yeah, he's he's easily going to be the standout of the season. Mm. There's so I mean I, I forgot how much cool stuff there is still left to go with this book. It's it's going to be so exciting. Um, Oberyn looks cool. They've got the mountain. I think they're going to beef up the mountains kind of the sense of how horrible he is because they've filmed a couple of scenes of him basically butchering various <laughs> towns and stuff. And it's cool how Oberyn will be there for the wedding, which I think is in uh, episode two. So he'll actually be there the whole season. So we'll we'll get like a sense of attachment to him. So I think his death will have a, a real impact the same way Ned does. If they can make us love him as much as we love Ned, it could be like a similar kind of shock. <laughs> um how do you think people? Like, I mean, it, this is a question every year. But how do people handle all the spoilers out there for the TV only viewers? They got to be very careful getting through it, right? I don't frequent uh, the comment sections of websites very often, so I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure the spoilers are out there, but I haven't. I don't bump into them very often. I just, I, if I was a TV only fan, I wouldn't go online and dis- and discuss the show. It would just be too risky for me. I would just follow the show. Yeah. yeah. TV, I think. And I imagine there's lots of people who don't actually even feel the need to go and discuss it. They just watch the episodes and then just discuss it with their friends. Mm. Let's see. Quickly jumping through this video right now. It looks like the the wedding is going to be pretty awesome. Like they've yeah. put a lot of budget into it. And they say the wedding is half an episode. So mm. the wedding itself is about 30 minutes long. Which That's is wild. 
that's going to be so amazing. That's going to be like, yeah. it's going to be like the Red Wedding all over again. It's, people are going to have like cameras set up, but instead of like people weeping, it's just going to be like open celebrations across the land. People are going to have like <laughs> champagne on ice. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maisie Williams, uh, they, they talked to her in the middle of this one. Um, and can she be any more adorable? But um, she, there was a thing where she said, uh, in this season, the, the, the good guys finally uh, start winning again or something like that. She, yeah. Something along those lines. They're making a stand. And, uh, so in my head, I was thinking, I was like, oh, yes, because the, mo- the mountain kind of get, kind of gets it. Um, and Ter- and um, Tywin, of course, gets it. And Joffrey gets it. And Sansa gets away. And, uh, and uh, Arya gets a needle back and kills the bad men. And there's so many like moments where you're like, yes, they're fu- this is the moment where it all turns yeah. around and they can... And Stannis triumphs, and John gets elected. So there are a couple of triumphs for the good guys, which Mm. will be awesome. Yeah, there are a lot. Absolutely. Fun times. You know what was really... One of the highlights of the trailer was um, Brienne's actor, Gwendolyn. Yeah. I thought she was so, like, just enthusiastic about everything. (laughs) Her laugh when she's discussing how she ripped a guy's ear off and spat it in his face. is just, like, (laughs) maniacal. It's awesome. She's so into her character. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it seems like she has still more interactions with with, uh, with Jamie, obviously. So that's gonna yeah. be that was one of the highlights. Yeah, there's a lot of weird timeline stuff in this one where uh, characters are at King's Landing mm. together that they never were before. Mm. Sansa and, uh, and Brienne are gonna be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be bizarre. There was a scene that it looked like it was Bronn fighting with Jamie, so Bronn might be going with Jamie in the future. Up yeah. West. He's Should be, be interesting, I think. Yeah, the pains. Bron and Jamie, really? Yeah, it looked like it was Bron from the. And people already speculated before it was, that they yeah, might yeah. expand it to him. Wow. Yeah, he might go to River Run with uh, uh, Jamie. Interesting. I'm trying to see if there's anything else we wanted to say about the trailer. I mean, it was it was a great trailer. I just can't. Uh... Yeah, there's a lot of shots that um. There's a lot of just like still shots that just flash past. We see the. Uh, the champion of Meereen, like charging at the new mm. Dario actor, which was an awesome shot. Um, oh, and Meereen looks amazing, like the pyramids over the city. Mm. Yes, yes, it does. It's just uh, phenomenal. Like the whole the production value seems to have gone up a lot this season. It just looks gorgeous. The lighting and the cinematography. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be the peak of the show. Mm. I believe. Yeah, I don't think the so. show is going to get any uh, viewer-wise, like numbers-wise. I don't think it's going to get any bigger than it will be this season. This season, the start of the next season will be, in terms of numbers, probably would be like the highest, and then it'll drop maybe, or it'll hold. It's basically, the same thing you mean, right? Like by the end of the season, it's going to be the highest numbers. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. it's just going to be hard to keep up. Like the the amount of things that happen this season is going to be hard to keep up next season, just in terms mm. of just like well, wow season, right? Mm, yeah. So Missandei got bumped up to a series regular. Cool. There you go. That's I think news I've heard. There's going to be some returning uh, actors from previous seasons. Um, Owen Teal as Alistair Thorne. He's going to, I think, take over the watch uh, while mm. the wildlings are attacking. Um, Lysa Aaron, obviously. Uh, and the guy who plays Rorge, he's coming back. So he might be the guy that Brienne rips the ear off. Wow, are they bumping that up that quick? And Dontos Hollard is coming back as well. No way. Brienne's already going to go searching for Sansa by the end of the season? Maybe. Oh, yeah, the, 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 rip, the rip the ear thing, I guess, would have been more more in line when she was caught. Mm. But I guess they just they shifted it over to now. That's interesting. Yeah. Although she might just be sent to like take down the last of the, um, mm. whatever they're called, Bolton's hunters. Because like, Tywin will want them dead after he, will, after he sees what happened to Jaime. Hmm. 
So I'm trying to go quickly frame by frame looking through this. Um, it's pretty much the original trailer, just with interviews stuck in between. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it looks good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this season. It's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. And what is it? April 6th it premieres? I believe it's April 6th. Early April, yeah. Yeah, it's usually starts. start of April, yeah. Oh, we so see we'll be the- doing our, our weekly reviews, hopefully, as usual. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We see the sword being forged, uh, Widow's Whale or Earthkeeper, whatever it's called, with liquid gold. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty cool. Oh, yes. We do. We see the, the two swords being formed, and one of them just goes so much longer than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the scene, the clip right after that, um, it's uh, Joffrey playing with the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's another one of Jamie looking cuts at the it. Books, or I don't know if this is in this scene or this trailer, but doesn't he cut the book like that Tyrion gives him? <laughs> I think they, they put that in this show. Oh, his death's going to be awesome. Yeah, they're going to see it, how how uh, complicit is Sansa going to be in that death. Like, if oh, she's gonna be aware I hope of it she is. Yeah, because viewers will want that that um, vengeance for the Red Wedding. So it'll be great if she has a part in that. Mm. Oh, fun times. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Have we, have we agreed when... Uh, when Joffrey's death will be? What, what mm. episode? Pretty sure it's episode two because that's the one Martin is writing. Okay. Which is quite early. I think it's got, it's got to happen right at the beginning. I think it'll be early. The, the only thing about episode two, I mean, and it could be because they were talking about it, is, is basically wouldn't Tyrion have to be in chains the rest of the season? Yeah, that, well, that's fine. I mean, it's yeah. the trial of Tyrion. That's yeah. like the premise the, the of the season. The season is the trial. And they kind of like mentioned it like that. So, yeah, I, I think no later than episode four. Oh, I, I do want to say that it's so cool that Jamie and Tyrion are going to be together the whole season because we never really got that in the books. They were only there for like – they were together for like one chapter in the first book and then one chapter in the third book. But they're actually going to be together, which is so cool. And we're going to get a whole think- season of Arya and the Hound. Oh, yeah. Um, we do get a small clip of her. Uh, it looks like – after she's after the fight, there's a dying man on the road or by mm. the little hut. I feel like that's like after the fight and they've killed. Oh yeah, the one that she's spouting Oliver not, nonsense, basically. Yeah. Whoever it is. That was yeah, creepy. It was cool. <laughs> she's becoming a psychopath. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, but that that Jamie and Tyrion thing is going to be great because um, because we haven't seen them together very much. Uh, we're kind of kind of need that relationship to understand the end when Jamie. Yes. Mm, exactly, definitely, freezing. yeah. Because they actually Cause we, we don't see it through their head. Like we, we 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 have to be see it on screen, right? So then having it on screen is good. Yeah. We haven't seen the build up like of, of within Agreed. their head. Absolutely. And we always we always see whenever we see the Lannisters, they're always at each other's throats. So it'll be cool to actually see two Lannisters that actually love each other. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it was in this video or not, but we have a screen cap of the greatest moment in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the banner of House Manwoody will be oh. in season four. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody posted it somewhere. I don't know where it came from. If it was in this video, I blinked and I missed it. But it looks like there's a, there's a scene with uh, Oberyn arriving and his entourage. And we do have the, the skull, the crown skull on a black field of House Manwoody in the background. And if you guys haven't seen it, we've posted it on our social media and everything. And it's... Uh, it's cool. It's going to be a, it's a fun thing. It made, made me smile. I'm happy to see yeah. it. We will have members of House Manwoody in Season 4. <laughs> I wonder if they'll mention it by name. Mm. Podrick. I mean, you've got the joke. You've got Podrick. He's just a giant penis joke as it is already. <laughs> so you might as well yeah. introduce House Man- have Podrick introduce House Manwoody. <laughs> it could only lead to another funny moment. Yeah, he tries to <laughs> join them as a squire. <laughs> he tries to marry into Manwoody. <laughs> so there we go anything else about the the preview gentlemen 
No, just said oh. I'm, it looks oh, awesome, and I can't right. wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. So, okay, we're done with that, and now we've got uh, one more thing, a nice Valentine's Day episode, uh, or excuse me, chapter mm. uh, here with Sansa and all her different forms of love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, today we're going to be reviewing A Clash of Kings, Sansa 4, I believe. And in this chapter, Sansa, uh, Santa, ch- pretty much Sansa chats with Dantos, then Sansa chats with the Hound, then she has her period, and then Sansa chats with Cersei. Mm. And that's pretty much this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we get two sort of different weird forms of love in the first two scenes. Um, Sansa is in the Godwood, and she's talking to Dantos. Um, why isn't he? Why aren't they escaping her out of the city now? There's the war. There's the battle going on. Everything's on fire. Stannis and his army are are um, are or the vanguard of Stannis's army is right across right across the bay, and everybody's distracted. Why doesn't she escape now and take me out, my my beautiful Florian or whatever? But she doesn't. Um, Dantos can't. He can't do it. So we get this scene. What do you guys think about that? I thought it was uh, interesting that Moon Boy might be a spy, like might be paid by someone to get information. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how he's talking about how all of the people that seem like idiots, nobody like worries about them. And then they just talk freely around them. Whereas the people who project power, um, and I mean, one of the cool, one of the like memorable quotes from the book is when Varys is talking about uh, a shadow on the wall, how power works, and Tyrion and Cersei are always projecting this air of superiority, but all these little characters that seem like idiots, like uh, Sansa and Dontos and Lollies and even Littlefinger to a point, seems doesn't seem very threatening. They have so much more sort of m- the ability to manipulate because nobody fears them. Hmm. We also find out, I mean, like that uh, Tyrion's uh, wildlings. I found the term "wildling" interesting because it doesn't have to be beyond the wall. It could just yeah. basically wild people. But he's also drunk. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, the, it makes sense. Like, I, the, the, there's probably some similarities between the people in, in the mountains and the moon. Well, they yeah, are. Up there. They're descended from the first men, I think. So they were taken. Their, their land was stolen by the the Andals, but they basically still exist as tribes. So technically, they are kind of like wildlings. Mm. And they're, they're, they're messing with Stannis' scouts, which is important. That hurts him later on. He hasn't, he's unable to scout and see the enemy coming. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, that was interesting to me because I remember, I mean, a couple chapters, chapter reviews ago, we were talking about uh, the wildlings leaving King's mm-hmm. Landing. Excuse me, the wildlings. Uh, uh, Tyrion's uh, wild men leaving King's Landing. And we're like, oh, do we ever see them again? Where exactly do they go? What's going on? And here we get uh, what they're doing. In the mm. Kingswood, just kind of harassing and burning, harassing Stannis's army and and burning and and uh, just sort of being uh, uh, pests, very much so. That's uh, that's when Tyrion came up with a lie that like that Stannis was going to burn the Great Sept, and now everyone's like already saying it. It's like it's already spread, and Dantos like, oh, he's going to burn the Great Sept. And it's it's interesting that Sansa says good because it seems like yeah. she's she's moving away from that kind of. Um, her mother, the way her mother's raised her to, to believe that in the south. That seemed like a very Arya-like comment to me when she's like, "Good, I don't like it there." It seemed like it's yeah. just reminded me of Arya. Well, that's where she saw her father like get his head chopped off. So she hates that place, and it, it seems like she's starting to move towards the north. And it all sort of culminates when she builds that that snow castle of Winterfell. So she's mm. yeah going back to her heritage a bit more. Hmm. So it's lucky for the city that they have that big river in the way. Otherwise, Stannis could have gotten quicker. You mean the Blackwater Bay? Yeah, like the way. Got in the way. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> oh, it's a lucky thing that that yeah. giant. No, but I mean, if they had been on the other side of it, like if the city had been built on the other side, well, <laughs> I mean, still full of what ifs. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. What if, if King's Landing had been built on the other side of that base? Well, I wonder if would have taken think, it did, over. When they made it, did it was that a consideration? Let's build it on this side or something, or <laughs> just strategically? Yeah. No, the current probably just took Aegon right there. That's where they built it. Boom. But uh. But yes, we've got a, what, 8,000-strong vanguard on the other side of the bay right now who uh, can't get across, so they're pretty harmless at the moment. But um, I wanted to see what happened to, to Gouillard Murrigan or whatever, the commander, if he's, if he's dead or alive. Let's see. Mm. So, so, so explain to me, everything's on fire around King's Landing, right? Mm. But Stannis' vanguard is on the other side of the bay, so who's, what, who's fighting and burning? Well, Tyrion burned the, the, the stuff that was getting in the way. There's like all these buildings inside the wall that the enemy okay. could have climbed, so he burned them out. So That's, the fires yeah. aren't any sort of fighting, it's just Tyrion burning uh, well, anything that Stannis could have climbed over the wall with. The, it's in the Kingswood, I think, there's fighting. Stannis is actually marching his main host through the Kingswood, and uh, the wild men are there sort of basically harassing his, his lines with fire and stuff. But Stannis is also okay. setting fire as well to like basically flush them, out, flush them out. So it's kind of this battle of setting fire to things at the moment. But his actual <laughs> vanguard is on the other side of the river. So the Kingswood is on the, is on the King's Landing side of the bay? Uh, yes, the Kingswood is... Uh, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, that's where Stannis is marching through. Yeah. He's marching north from... I mean, it might, it might be woods on the other side as well, but I mean, okay. the relevant part is where he's marching through. Yeah, he's coming through Kingswood. So, the vanguard is on the Rosberry side? Ros- excuse, Rosberry. Rosby side? Or... Let's see if I get a map here. Yeah, I'm trying to look... Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. What side Stannis's van... No, because the vanguard means they're in front of the army, so they had to come through the Kingswood too. Yeah. So, what... Is there a map of that area? Here, see. I'm just looking in my book right now. Um, the Kingswood is directly south, uh, south and southeast of King's Landing. So where? Just seems like. Just seems like they could have swinged a little out to the left and just come up on King's Landing without having to even worry about the Blackwater Bay. Oh, but there's but, a uh, river there. Like, it looks like the the whole there's there's no way to cross there. Let's see. The rush goes right up to the bay, so the, uh, the ford must have been away. Rosby is north, and and uh, they're in the south. Is that what it is? Are yeah, they it's, trapped it's, on it's the other side of the Blackwater here. Rush? Uh, let me paste the map in here. Crownlands. Yeah, that second map there in particular, you can see what's going on. So you can see that King's Landing, like the, the river goes right down to the bay, and King's Landing is above it. See, if it was below, they could have gone right into it. Or if there was like a bridge, they could get across, but there isn't. Hmm. <sighs> I mean, our military tactician. I'm trying to remember what happened in the show. The, the, the fleet was important in both of them in terms of yes. transport. But Obviously, has, Stannis yeah. has a... I think he a, goes straight there by ship the whole time. But anyways, hmm. it's, uh, so after Dantos, we got the Hound. Yes. Stana, uh, Stannis, excuse me. Sansa goes up to uh, the top of the keep. And she's just out there looking at all the fires and everything burning, and she trips and falls. But before she can hit the ground, the hound comes out of nowhere and hold, and grabs her and holds her up. And they're sort of face-to-face, and they have this confrontation. Kind of about, uh, oh, thank you. Oh, you didn't thank me when I saved you before, and yada, yada, yada. All the sexual tension you can cut with a knife. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was pretty 
gross some of the things he says to her. He's like yeah. mocking her about when her father's head was dancing down the steps. I don't, I didn't get much of a yeah romantic vibe with this scene. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know how to treat a lady. Then you got to talk about decapitated heads. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> their so, dead fathers, and it's just you know. So is he just like? Stuff. Is he just, like, following her everywhere she goes and just, like, jumps out of the shadows whenever she tries to commit suicide? <laughs> I don't know. what that That's that's the thing. Were they in the same place just randomly, or was he following her around? I think he might have been following her, yeah, which kind of l- leads me to suspect he knows about Dantos, mm. and he's not telling Joffrey, which is interesting. Ooh, interesting. Interesting theory. I don't think he'd be the type to tell Joffrey anyways. I don't think he's already yeah. moving, moving away from Joffrey. Yeah, he, seem, he seems to care about Sansa. I don't know if he loves her, but it seems to be like a kind of little uh, big brother, little sister thing. I mean, he treats her horribly, but he does look out for her. Exactly, big brother, little sister. Thing. <laughs> um, he did have a sister. That yeah, that's died, so. that's what people have speculated. He his own sister died under mysterious circumstances, so people have suspected it was uh, his older brother Gregor. So he looks out for Sansa because she reminds him of a. I didn't know he had a sister. Uh, it's interesting how Sansa like sticks to her like courtesy as kind of like her defense was, which or kind of her instinct. Mm. Um, and it, it was it wasn't the scars that were the worst; it was his eyes. She had never seen eyes so full of anger. She's yeah. She's still clinging to a lot of the. I mean, a lot of the fairy tales have been dispelled, but she still wants to believe in the idea of a true knight. Which is it's kind of ironic because the two knights that are actually helping her, Dantos and the Hound, are like the least chivalrous you can possibly imagine. But the actual <laughs> the actual the actual Kingsguard was supposed to be the the knights in shining armor are like horrible. They beat her on mm. hunt. And she she kind of st- stands up to him in this chapter. She's just like just talks right to her. She's like, "Why are you being hateful?" and all this stuff. Like she just she's not hiding as much. Yeah, this chapter. She's definitely at that. Couldn't, couldn't care less. She's just like, I can't give any more fucks about any of this. What? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, I think Cersei and Sansa in this chapter are just like they've just had enough. They think they're going to be killed soon because Stannis has such a powerful army, and they think they're going to take him mm. at any moment. Um, even Cersei. What do you think would have happened to? S- oh, sorry. Here's here's a what if for you, me. What do you think would have happened to Sansa if Stannis had taken King's Landing? Well, if if she if she had been survived, then Stannis would have taken care of her. Like she wouldn't have been killed or anything like that. But it seemed like Cersei wanted her, her Sansa to die. Mm. Didn't want her to survive. Like she was so spiteful. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, the, the thing is, she was in her room though. Like maybe like pain wouldn't have made it to her. We don't know. I wonder what Rob would have done if that had happened, because he wanted Stannis to take King's Landing. But if Sansa had died in that conflict, how would he have responded? Well, he can't. If, as long as Stannis didn't do it, it would be yeah. fine. Like Stannis, Stannis is not going to do it. He would probably would have made some sort of deal with Rob. Would have That's been an true. ideal situation. And yeah, he would have wanted Sansa, yeah, to trade with Rob. Yeah. Hmm. Question is, yeah, would Illyn Payne have made it into that room and killed Sansa, or would she be an okay? I reckon the Hound might have protected her, unless he I was know. on the ground. <laughs> well, the yeah. Hound's always got his eye on her, so yeah, he would just came out of the shadows, lurking in the shadows. She, she should have been like, even he's like, "Can we come with you?" She'd be like, "Can you kill Ellen Payne for me first? <laughs> like, All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on your way out, I gotta come, but this this Ellen Payne guy is. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, hey, my little bird. What? Who do you want me to kill for Valentine's Day? Uh, Ellen Payne. All I mean, right. If, if Ellen Payne had been there, he would have been killed. Like the Hound would have taken it out pretty easy. I think. It, well, it wouldn't have been easy, easy. Like Payne is a decent fighter, but still, the Hound would have. <laughs> oh, speaking of Ellen Payne, and going yeah. back to the 14-minute preview, we had a little clip of him and Jamie training. 
No, but that's the thing. It, it's I not think. ill in pain because I think the actor is sick. Yeah, it's, so it's somebody else. So that, that that's one of the reasons why they put Braun in, in Ilan's planes. Oh, that's the scene you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. So exactly, it is the training scene of, of with Ilan Payne, but they don't they didn't put Ilan Payne in there. I think they put Braun. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, Braun is like a fan favorite, so they need something for him to do. Dude, but, that guy looks so creepy in the show. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it was taken out of their hands if he's sick, right? Well, yes, obviously. Yeah. 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 Just sad. Last get get better, sir. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the Hound and Sansa. Anything else about that encounter? Here they're talking about like uh, the when he saved her. He's like, a dog doesn't need courage to chase off rats. They have thirty to one, but they couldn't face me. But you know, thousands of pregnant rats could be a different story, right? Thousands of pregnant rats? What? Yeah. <laughs> Against one dog? What the hell are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> I'm a reference to remember our pregnant uh, rats stuff. Stern, Princess yeah, and the, the Queen. Yeah, you. T- Kyle was talking uh-huh. about pregnant rats. <laughs> a thousand rats oh, yeah, can take down a dragon. Born. I think a hound uh, is easier. Born pregnant, I'm telling you. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> Shut we, up. We also find out that uh, the hound is like an atheist. He doesn't believe in the gods. Yeah. Well, that's no surprise to yeah. anyone. He had his faith burned away, but like not not toward Rulor. Yeah, he's bitter. You, you think what 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 happened? To the hound would either make him like a Rulor follower or be an atheist. It'd be like one or the other. Well, he should follow the others. Because they're cold. Cold. But they, they hate but the it's fire. Cold. It's burning cold. <laughs> so there, there was a theory for, for at some point, like this was years ago, like when we didn't know like what happened to the hound, that, that uh, this is pre-Feast for Crows, like they thought that he'd like end up with the burn mend, like uh, in the veil, or in the mountains and the moon, and then he'd be like their leader because of his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ludicrous. Well, it, it is interesting that he might have actually found peace with religion with, on the Quiet Isle. Mm, there you go, yeah. But is he going to come out of that? That was a question. Is he gonna... I hope not. I hope he just they leave him there. <laughs> He's had enough yeah. hardship. You have to see him again? Yeah, he deserves to just be in peace. Although he might return to face, uh, to be the champion of the faith and face Sir Robert yeah. Strong. Sir Robert Strong. God, this book's gone off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> zombies everywhere <laughs> undead monsters and zombies and people who change their faces and steal black candles And alright <laughs> what are we talking about um, <laughs> so after uh, after her little encounter with the hound Sansa goes to bed and must have some uh, pretty crazy dreams because she wakes up covered in blood mm-hmm. um, she has her flowering and so she freaks out she rips the sheets off. She throws them in the fire. She tries to burn them. Find out the mattress is burned. Tries to pick up the mattress. Throws half of it in the fire. She's just a complete mess. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And that's when she's caught by the handmaids and everybody. And brought you know what's interesting? It says, it says in the end, it took three of them to pull her away. I was like, well, is this like a wild wolf moment or something? Because you know how oh, the Starks can slip yeah. into like bloodlust here. She's like, oh, God, now I have to be yeah. pregnant with Joffrey's kid. Oh, God. <laughs> Just gone crazy. And uh, all I could think of was a scene in the show, too, where her and um, and Shay are burning all her stuff. Well, they try. They just try and flip the mattress over. I, I kind of love the idea that she's trying to shove an entire mattress into a fireplace. <laughs> it's like she's not even thinking. There's just smoke everywhere. It's like, what's this going to look like? Man. Do they have so. a detailed breakfast again, as usual, with Cersei? It's like porridge and boiled eggs and crisp fried fish. Mm, milk. 
yes, but we get Cersei, and she knows obviously about this, and just sort of Cersei's just so bitter right here. Mm. Um, mm. And we get some information about her and Robert, and um, how when Cersei was giving birth to all three children, Robert wanted nothing to do with it and went off to the God's Wood or the King's Wood and uh, hunted, and he didn't. He just didn't care, and um, it's kind of sad. <clears throat> Just, but she didn't see the mind though, because she had Jamie there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she puts on that front, but it's just like, ugh. yeah. I feel it like all just so downhill. I feel like she's starting to like get really depressed. I think she thinks Stannis is going to win and they're all going to die, and she's getting no. pretty close to like spilling the beans about Robert and Jamie in this in this yeah. little episode. It's interesting. Mm. Doesn't care anymore at that point. Or yeah. as Dante said, she just thinks Stannis is stupid, so she can say whatever. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And then they talk about love as a poison, a sweet poison, yes, but it will kill you all the same. It's a lesson to all you Valentine's Day lovers. <laughs> it is the perfect chapter for Valentine's Day. <laughs> love is poison. <laughs> a sweet poison, yes, but it will kill you all the same. Robert wanted to be loved. My brother Tyrion has the same disease. It's just... Ugh. She's so bitter. She's just so terrible. She never truly loved Jamie. Like Jamie loved her, but she never. I don't think she ever. Yeah, I think she loved. She loved Jamie because she. She's a complete narcissist. She loves Jamie because it's like a male version of herself. Mm. It's just one of those people who, who just everything that happens, they're like, oh, this. It only happens to me. <clears throat> Everything's so bad to me. Mm. It's like how many people in this world have. A, having terrible lives i mean how many women are you know they're getting raped and they're having kids and their husbands don't care and and this and that and everything and then you have cersei who's like but when it happens to her it's oh does this doesn't happen to anybody else it's just me i have this terrible life everybody else's life is so great compared to mine and it's just like oh (laughs) i'm like everybody's got problems actually this is related to him for spring which is our next ebook one of the samples essays i was reading stefan talks about uh patriarchs and that sort of thing but he actually looks at uh her cersei's relationship with uh tywin and how that had a huge effect on her like the lack of love from tywin and the fact that she could never make him proud has had a huge impact on her thinking so i thought that was pretty interesting yeah yeah, yeah. i mean just the fact that yeah. she i mean she was she's born a woman and i'm sure tywin was like oh you know I want strong men. I want strong boys and everything. And she probably just, that probably just messed her up too. I mean, yeah. she probably heard that so many times growing up. Tywin messed up all three of his children. Like, that was yeah. part of his failings. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we you know, meet great some. Powerful father. We meet some of the other Lannisters, and they don't actually seem that bad. Like, all the uncles and aunts and cousins. It's more Tywin, I think, that's kind of messed yeah. up all of his kids. Yeah. <clears throat> Tywin was so so narrow minded in, in just I need to I need to strengthen my family like he was you know the reigns of Castamere and everything and and his the humiliation of his father and everything and he was just so focused on the Lannisters need to be strong and this is what I'm gonna do that everything else is kind of raising children just sort of kind of went off to the side it, it didn't matter it just needed to get well, the family its strength he put the yeah. family name over the family people. Yeah. The name was more important than, than, than the people. Absolutely. Yeah. He needed Joanna. She was like the softer touch. Yeah. That's true. yeah. If only. If only Tyrion hadn't killed her. Yeah. 
<laughs> but, you know, and you know, like there's we've there's always been the, the theory that the Tyrion is actually a Targaryen, and there's yeah. some people. I've like never heard that theory. I mean, what's the mad, what's that? mad king's no, bastard? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't like it. And then, so somebody somebody had an interesting one where they're like Tyrion is both Tywin and Aerys's son. <laughs> like he's like he's a chimera, so like two different kids fused or something. <laughs> so he has both Targaryen and, and Tywin's genes as well. I would like that better than him being pure Targaryen on one side. So well, he'd be Targaryen and Lannister through Joanna. I know, but I mean, that's not relevant to Tywin's thing. Like, yes, he'd be a Lannister because Joanna was a Lannister, and yes, that'd have an impact. But still, I just don't like it. I think I think he's still he would still be Tywin's son. Like, absolutely, his, his connection to Tywin is like so. He is as a as like psychology. I think the I think the Targaryen thing might relate more to the prophecy. Like he's he he'll be able to ride the dragon because he has a bit of Targaryen blood in him. There was a good discussion going on the forum uh, on the pros and cons and the various things, but it didn't convince me. Mm. But I th- yeah, I think he's still a huge part of Ty- like uh, Tyrion psychology. Like that can't be shaken. Even oh, if he sure. realizes he's not his his father, he still is his father. It's kind of like John. Like even if jo- Ned isn't John's father, he's still his father in every other way that matters. Yeah, but they had a good relationship, and they had a bad, yeah, a bad one. A bit. It's kind of a similar scenario if you think about it. Like both John, uh, both Ned and uh, Tywin would have taken this son as their own to protect the honor of someone they loved. I, I honestly would would have liked it better if if Cersei and uh, Jaime were the Targaryens. <laughs> well, Cersei's crazy enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's into the fire. Yeah. Oh, the Tyrion's into the fire as well. He fantasizes about it. Yeah. Hmm. Is that all we have for this chapter? I think that's all I pretty much had for this. You could just wrap up with some news. Oh, stuff. sorry. I checked out at Tywin and Ares are both fathers of Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. were we still talking after that? I <laughs> had a gay marriage. Yeah. Everyone stop podcasting out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, I think that's all we got to talk about that. Well, um, I mean, didn't you tell me you had something to say about I the I do podcast? have news, yeah. Just to formally say it, so... Related, like, you know, we, we, A Flight of Sorrows was the ebook and the collector's edition we had. Well, we have a hymn for spring coming out in June uh, that Mimi and I will be contributing to. But there's a couple of sample essays that have been released in other works from that. One from Stefan about patriarchy and one from Stephen about, like, Machiavellian politics. And uh, we have access to both, so we're going to be doing, like, covering that in some future episodes. Like, it'll be a chapter reread plus the essay, which we'll cover. So that's coming up. Uh, and also we have Damon Stone coming up on from Fantasy Flight Games. We'll be recording that soon. So we'll be talking about the card game, which will be awesome. And, uh, oh, by the way, Ashley has quit the podcast. So just... No, she hasn't quit the podcast. Well, what? Like, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me a heart no. attack. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard her co- I heard her computer quit the yeah, podcast. Her computer has quit the podcast. Her computer uh-huh. has fried... So until I think she, she drunkenly drink. spilled liquor all over it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we could use it for this chapter too, like a Sansa Hound chapter. But so until she gets a computer, then she won't be podcasting. So we're see. I, I I recommended her to go get this like refurbished one for like fifty bucks so she can podcast. But we'll is see. she a Mac user or a PC user? I think she's a Mac user, but she might have to just give up on that thing and just take anything she can take. No, so she can I wouldn't. Pod- I'd live without. <laughs> she has um, an iTouch, so maybe she could get Skype for iTouch. Yeah, does she have an iPhone? No, but she has iTouch, which I think can get Skype. 
What the hell is iTouch? It's like everything except without being a phone. It's iPhone without being a phone. It's everything else, I think. It's an iPhone without being a phone. So it just it's an ethereal entity. I mean, it has all the apps and it has music playing. Oh, it's a phone. Yeah, but it's not. It's like a super MP3 player. It's basically oh, it, if you had an it, iPhone, it, but you couldn't call anybody. An iPod Touch. Yeah, that's that's what an iTouch is, isn't it? I think that's the term. No, oh, iPod Touch or iPod these days. It's just an iPod. Yeah. Right? An iTouch. Ah, that's what, what she calls what? it. What? <laughs> I mean, you sh- you're not even allowed to talk about Mac yeah. products. Yeah, I can't say anything good about them. So Yeah, so don't say anything at all. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of them either. Although I do it on iPhone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like them a little bit. Uh, but it doesn't work properly. The podcasting always deletes. That's how it works. It's part of like the... It's, it's just, that's how it works properly. It deletes it. It's syncing. Syncing by deleting everything, right? Uh, yeah, but it won't play. It like, always freezes. Uh, doesn't matter. I won't go into my Apple tirade. <laughs> Nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that's why Ashley might not be here until she gets that fixed, which is too bad because we had a lot of be okay episodes as well. We had a run going, and Mimi will be here for evening records. But that's that's why it's a lot of me and Kyle, just because of the overlap of schedule. Well, Mimi had a child, right? Did she? Oh yeah, she has a new child that likes to eat donuts or something. Right? Yeah, she has a child that loves donuts. So <laughs> she so what? Yeah. She gave she gave birth. <laughs> <laughs> no, she adopted a child. It was, I don't think she could give birth. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that would be tough. Well, the child is hairy enough. It kind of resembles her, her mane. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. If you're on her Facebook, you'll understand. Okay. Oh, now she's going to get all these Facebook invites. Yeah. Well, yeah. she probably got those all already. Like, and that's the thing. If you guys, uh, I don't know how Mimi follows about it, but I've been getting a lot of uh, listeners, uh, friend requesting me on Facebook. Hmm. Um, and uh, if you guys want, you you could just follow me on Facebook because everything I post is public anyway. Hmm. So feel free to do that. Um, so you, have, you mean you have a page? You have a call page? Is that separate? No, no, no. I mean, uh, people are friend requesting my personal profile hmm. on Facebook. Um, feel free to just follow me instead because everything I post is public so it's not like it's like whatever oh cool so they can just go right to your page and just look at it it's the same thing basically okay. yeah sure I just have a whole lot of friend requests and and I, and, uh, I know everybody feels a little different but uh, yeah. I don't know I, uh, so you generally want to add people that you've met as a friend I try to do that I'm very flattered that everyone sending me friend requests but uh, uh, you can feel free to just follow me yeah. and you have Twitter as well we're on Twitter yeah yeah and so does the podcast. Please follow yes. the podcast at A P O I A F, guys. Uh, make sure you check out our Facebook page. Uh, uh, join the forums. Check it all out. We're even on Google Plus, guys. So uh, swing by, follow us, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank See you. Ya. Oh, and before we go, Duncan, thank you so much yes. for joining us. It Thanks was for having me. Pleasure to having you from down under. This was great. Thanks. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Catch you later. See you next time. Awesome. Thank Perfect you so timing. much for being yeah. here, Duncan. It was an absolute pleasure. That's and, all right. That was uh, fun. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great to something. have you. I hope you'll join us again. Definitely. It's, it's weird, like, hearing you guys talk and, like, talking back to me <laughs> because I've listened to you for so long. But, yeah, it's a surreal experience. <laughs> <laughs>
it's fun. I, I like having listeners because they just add a. You know, we've been doing this for a while, and it's nice to have uh, new voices and, and new ideas and people joining us, and, and it, it adds so much. And I don't think we'd still be doing it if we didn't have people like you, Duncan, joining us and being part of this. Yeah, I agree. Especially, like, it's just so hard to get all four of us into a single episode now. Like, we will have them, but it would be, like, once every two months if it was that, right? We mm. just It would, wouldn't be very common, so I, I, like, I like getting more often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're yeah. we're here to serve you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, don't say that to a meme. Call call on us whenever you want. <laughs> you got an army at your <laughs> at your behest. <laughs> we're building up our strength here. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, Getting a cell side company together. Yeah. Two 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 things now quickly before we go after the show, show stuff. Actually, three. One one is like I wanted to explain like when you get to this point, this is after show. Like I I put it here on purpose, right? It's not like. It was is unedited because like somebody on like iTunes was like, oh, they're really knowledgeable, great podcasts, but gave us one out of five because like they don't edit, they just talk about the next episode or records. Like we we do this on purpose, you know. To put here like you don't have to listen to the after show if you don't want to. You can just stop. <laughs> stop listening, everyone. Yeah. Uh, and two is um, uh, actually no, I'm not going to talk about that. But the, th- the third thing, the third thing again, we're gonna we're gonna blank. Secrets. Yeah, we're gonna blank this out. So we're, we have some exciting news related. This is the end of the stuff that will be bleeped out. So now we're back. We're back. We bleeped out the stuff because you can't know. Now we're back. Whoa. Yes. That was amazing. Yeah. But what, we, what we can talk about, as, as we were talking about earlier, is like... I can't believe you said that. I mean, oh my God, it's going to change everything. That shook my world. <laughs> you brace yourself. So I'm telling you, this could be big. But uh, I'm going to have to change my name after that. <laughs> I'm going to have to change my pants after that. Um <laughs> This is good. Like, the rest of your Valentine's Day can't even match what that was. So. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you'll be representing House Manwitty, right? Hopefully. But, um, <laughs> going strong. Yeah. We've we got we to read the House Manwitty, like all the different lines people came up for them, like they're for their house. we got to go through that sometime because we got like pages of House Manwitty sayings. So, But anyways, as a final word, I want to say like, uh, him for spring, I'm really excited for it. For, from the two samples I've read, really good quality, and everyone is writing multiple essays this time. It's going to be a huge ebook. Like this could be bigger than Flight of Sorrows in terms of quality, even higher. I, I, this is going to be exciting stuff. So we'll see. See how that goes. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say for the show. Um, did you want me to mention some of the upcoming VOKs? Or yeah, go ahead. So we've got like heaps of call to arms uh, on the board. So if anyone wants to start up uh, a VOK, you just yeah start a call to arms, and anyone who's interested will just come on. Um, so there's one for Mulan, the the movie. I think we recorded one, a review for Frozen that Amin was on. So that should be coming out this week. Uh, Fever Dream. People are gauging interest for that. A retrospective for Philip Seymour Hoffman, who passed away recently. Uh, movie roundtable and Tales of Duncan Egg. And uh, a soccer one, or I guess football, but we call it soccer. Awesome. I don't understand. <laughs> you, you know the Carl? They, they did the, a reading of uh, was it the epilogue of Dance Dragons? Or That's they, right. Yeah, it was yeah. like a radio play. It was, yeah, it was really good. Like it yeah, was good it, stuff. It, was, it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. 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 Kyle crossover on one of those ones. So I, I did. You know how I, much Kyle, you know how Kyle loves to do those readings. So yeah, definitely yeah. come on anytime you want. I did the editing for that, and one of the, at one point there's like a crossbow frang, and I turned the volume up really loud, and one of the like forum um, members told me that he was listening to it in his car, and when that thrang happened, he thought he hit something, and he pulled over to the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> he like almost yeah, he freaked out because it was so loud. <laughs> nice. So I almost caused a car crash because of like one tweak in editing from the other side of the world. (laughs) 
well, I'm sure we, we must have caused, almost caused plenty of car crashes from all the people that listen to us. <laughs> yeah, it's too great a responsibility. We've committed plenty of suicides from people listening to us. <laughs> like, no, the, oh, God. It's so terrible. <laughs> no, there, I remember there was one email, probably joke or something, and somebody was like, this is the only thing that keeps, gets me through work. Like, I would quit my job or, like, I have such a shitty job, but well, you guys are keeping me through. So it's like, well. That's good. All right. That's it. Let's wrap up, I think. Awesome. So, yeah. Kyle, hold on to your file, just in case. But Yes, boss. Yeah. See you, guys. Have a good day. See you, guys. All right, Duncan, you take care. You Catch take you later, care. I mean. See you later. <laughs> they would destroy King's Grave if they could. And when it is done, and House Manwoody is ashes, then you have my permission to cry. But until then, we fight. Join me, Maester Bane, and the other vassals of King's Grave at vokpodcast.wordpress.com The Dragon Fire Rises! Hello! Hey, how's it going? Hey, good, thanks. Hey, I'm meeting Hey, Duncan. Hey, Kyle, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good, sir. Oh, you have a fantastic microphone. You sound excellent. Uh, do I? It was like a $20 one from the first office, but thanks. <laughs> exactly. I got a $20 one from Radio Shack, and I never have any problems either. Yeah. yeah. As long as you don't use the basic one, like this on your laptop or something, that's the problem. That's what we've had. That, yeah, we always have trouble with that one. It's very echoey for some, uh, yeah. some of the other hosts, yeah. <laughs> No, the problem seems to be when Ashley and Mimi spend hundreds of dollars on microphones. That seems to be the problem. <laughs> yeah, this one, I can't believe I found it for $20 in it. Yeah, it works fine. I mean, it's not the best clarity, but it, it works. <laughs> no, you sound great. Oh, cool. You sound great. Cool. Excellent. Okay, so what we're going to do is, well, well, once we get started, is our, just like a couple of questions how we got into it, and then been mentioning of VOK, because he's one of the like, curators of it. So we'll see like what, what he's done there, anything interesting coming up. Uh, and then we'll jump, as Kyle said, we'll jump, we'll jump straight to the uh, questions we got, like the, the Valentine's Day thematic questions, and then we'll get into the other stuff after that. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, cool. Um, there is, there, there's, oh, we also have some news related to the podcast as well. I guess we can get that out of the way at the start as well. Or do we want to put that at the end? So it's only a minute, so. Uh, don't push stuff off to the end. Just, just do it. Okay, good. So this is going to be episode 133. Uh, I'm just going to type this stuff into the box so I can remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 133 for the week of February 9th. But I also like to do it on the week we record. It just makes more sense because if we end up giving an episode a couple of weeks later and it's out of date, this makes more sense that like, we were talking about stuff that is not relevant anymore or is out of date. So February 9th for the week. <coughs> dun, 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 dun. So, All right. are, we, are we are we doing the chapters out of order? Is Sansa the next uh, Clash of Kings chapter? Yeah, we are. Well, uh, we have an episode recorded that's not out yet. Oh, okay. That, cool. That'll that'll come out, and and uh, yeah, so that's why it's one of the reasons why it's out of order. Sure, sure. But th- isn't there a chapter? There is. There's an. There's first. There's an episode. That, yeah, you were there, Kyle. So yeah. There's beyond that. The fact that we have an episode coming out. The chapter before this is already set to be recorded with the Fantasy Flight Games interview. So oh, you we, did the the John chapter. Yeah, the Fantasy Flight. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't done it yet, but it's already been sent to them, and they're ready. They've read it, so we couldn't like oh. change it. It'd be too much effort to oh, get geez. to reread it. So, <laughs> so 
this will be one like we'll be ahead of chapter. But I mean, they're all around the same time, anyways, in the books. So Fancy. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, I mean, scheming over here. Don't even <laughs> well, know what's the, going on. The chronology you, is all, all over the when, place. When you anyway. play the game of podcasts, there's no middle ground. <laughs> you, you win or you get utterly confused. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta hit record on this thing. All right, I'm recording. Excellent. All right, so you can do the intro for today, Kyle. All right, we ready for this, gentlemen? Recorder yep. is on as well. Cool. Yeah, good. All right, thanks for being here, Duncan. Let's Thank you for having me. All right. <clears throat> Like anime? Like Game of Thrones? Then check out the Bastards of Kingsgrave. The bastard offspring spawn from the aching loins of your two favorite fandoms. Warning, most episodes are PG-25 and contain unexplained references to George R. R. Martin's published A Song of Ice and Fire series.